I'm here at Science Oxford Live with Senior Postdoctoral Researcher for the Medical Research Council, Dr. Pete Oliver. Now, Dr. Pete is here to talk about sleep this evening. Now, it's widely believed that over 60 million of us experience some form of sleep every day. Dr. Pete, what is sleep? Well, sleep is something that obviously affects all of our lives. We need a good night's sleep, it's good for our health, it's good for our well-being. We need sleep to rest, to physically rest, also to let our brain recover, let our brain mull over what's happened during the day, and actually help our memory. And importantly, it's just very good for our health. Lots of work has shown a good night's sleep is good for you. Okay, and so what happens if I, if I don't get enough sleep? Well, gradually, it affects all your well-being. So it might affect your, your brain function, the way you remember things, your physical ability to do things. It could affect the way you, um, the way you eat and other, many other body functions. So certainly, good night's sleep is, is the way forward. And when I, when I actually go to sleep then, what, what is actually going on? What is actually happening? Well, we know a little bit about this. Certainly we know that, for example, when the deep parts of sleep, your body is fully relaxed and effectively paralyzed. So when you're dreaming, you literally can't move. So the stories of people acting out their dreams, sleepwalking, that's simply not the case. You're actually physically paralyzed. Certainly your brain is not inactive. Your brain is very active, especially during the dream phase of sleep. You're dreaming, thinking of things, thinking what's happened during the day. And the idea is that this helps, help you, helps you mem 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 remember things, helps you memorize that during the day, helps improve your performance for the next day. Okay, so if I go, day without sleep, a couple of days without sleep, then I'm going to stop forgetting things. Exactly, it's very bad for you. Certainly, they say if you had 17, 18 hours without sleep, that's equivalent to around about two glasses of wine in terms of actual cognitive, that sort of memory and motor function. So it's certainly a serious problem. Okay. That doesn't sound so bad to me. <laughs> I think I can handle two glasses of wine. But I understand. So then, and, and what's the latest on this area? Well, lots of work's going into the links between the brain and the rest of the body. Certainly, we know that uh, the brain function is crucial for sleep. We know which parts of the brain control sleep how that affects the rest of the body, and that's what I'm here today to talk about, linking the brain function with the rest of the body. Certainly in very recent news, uh, there's been a lot of interest in a particular school in the north of England, in Tyneside, where they've actually shifted the whole school day by several hours to actually fit in with the body clock of adolescents, of teenagers. Okay. The idea being that teenagers, they basically, you know, they like to stay in bed, and the idea was the teachers thought, well, okay, let's, let's go along with this, let's start the school day normal time, let's start the lessons at about 10 o'clock, and that way, the adolescents, the teenagers can get a little bit more sleep, they can get up a bit later in the day, they're more alert, they're more awake, and then we can do the hard lessons after lunch, later in the day, when the teenagers are more awake, more aware, and more active, and actually more willing to, to do the experiments, and do the, sorry, do the, uh, do the work. And it's actually shown its work. So the GCSE results are out recently, the school's done better than the year before, and also truancy is down, so it's actually better for the school as a whole, not just for the results. And how, how long have we known that these sort of rhythms exist in teenagers? Not very long, it's really in the last 10 or 15 years you really know what's happening. Um, there's a little bit of data coming from, from human studies and, and from people, but most of the data has come from, from modelling in cells and in brain tissue to work out what's going on. So certainly it's quite a new area and there's lots we don't know. Lots we do know, but still lots and lots of mysteries about sleep. That's what I'm here to talk about today. Well, that's fantastic that we've got a school here that has taken that science, acted on it, and we've actually got some results from it. Now, finally, does this apply to adults at all? I mean, would it work better if I came to work at 10 a.m.? So it's, it's, it's confusing because you're actually, as you go through life, your body clock actually shifts very slightly. So as most of you know, old people tend to get up very early in the morning and maybe go to bed earlier. So that shift happens throughout your lifestyle. So actually, as you're an adult, getting up later in the day won't necessarily help you as quite as much as being a teenager. So certainly throughout life, your sleep patterns change and you have to go with the flow. You really, if you're going to sleep better, you need to fit in with your natural body rhythms. Your body's telling you you need more or less sleep at certain times of your life. And that way you're going to get a better night's sleep. Okay, so just before we wrap up then, what is good sleep? Good sleep is, well, you need to be relaxed. Um, if things are on your mind and you're stressed, obviously it's hard to sleep, so being relaxed is good. 
obviously not having caffeine just before bed, not watching a scary film or something, just get your brain racing just before bed is very crucial. Being comfortable is very key as well. Some research has been shown that uh, people that have really problems with sleep, real severe uh, real sleep problems, they can't get comfortable, they can't relate to being comfortable in bed with sleep. Right. So certainly being comfortable in bed is good, being quiet and also being dark as well, very, very crucial. As we know, the, the light input to the brain, tick the eyes, communicate to the brain is very, very crucial. So if it's dark, okay. that really helps you sleep as well. So lots of things, be comfortable, be relaxed um, and be quiet and that, that can help. Uh, and also be relaxed, that's, that's the last thing. Okay, well there you have it, the latest on sleep. Thank you, Dr. Oliver. And thank you for listening. This has been Science Oxford Live.